money don't make no money. Pussy, be balling on you fucking dummy. I'm so lit, sports center, gotta post my clips. Facts. One layup and they treat me like I'm Luka Doncic. Facts. Two six, nigga, and we used to conflict. Tony brand new YG sneakers in the Luka Tine kicks. Red bottoms cause the blood bled out them all down. If I miss them, 400 red dot them all down. I was thinking about walking up a stack of crates. <laughs> But I was busy stacking cake. <laughs> Cold fucking world, say the whole name. Cold I think I'm Jizzy Drake on plane. All the world and now I'm back. Bitch, three cribs in the same neighborhood. I'm that ridge. These niggas pray to God to make it on the shade room. Meanwhile, I made it on a bitch. I'm hella paid room. Roblox, when cold drop, they push back. They roll out. That's right, pussy. Make room. Stay tuned. Hard. I ain't gonna lie, Julio. That shit did not hit. That shit was, <laughs> you don't think the beat hit on that shit? I ain't gonna lie. I, you I'm, didn't like I'm the beat sure on, on that it. one? I'm not sure I messed with it. Wow. It just kind of looped. You've reached Hoop and Holler, a square one podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green. I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis onto the compo of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. So <laughs> you don't got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact that you knew there were two underscores before the clap. at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. I want to have a sick intro for this. I'm not going to lie. Um, all right. Think of a cool intro. Eh, fuck it. Y'all already know what's going on, man. Hoop and holler. Back at it again. Took a break, right? Took a break before last week's episode. It's been a minute, but we back at the, the weekly cycle on a cool Thursday night. Stars in the sky somewhere, not here in L.A., but we recorded, man, getting it in. Have some all-star reserves. We actually know the rosters now, or at least we know the players who are going to be participating in the game. We're going to get into that. Going to get into some trade scenarios. Going to get into some discussion about Twitter posts that me and Julio kind of interacted on earlier this week. Going to get into all that, man. But before we start, I always want to go to the age-old question, man. I got to know, Julio, how you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, you always say pretty good. How yeah, you really I, doing? Really good. I, I had really uh, good. Jackson Joe's this morning. So what's Jackson? What's Jackson Joe's? Whenever I have Jackson Joe's, I feel really, really good. It, it's a breakfast spot right here. It's become Ooh. too popular next to USC. I like, I like good breakfast spots. It's like my 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 favorite. If for anybody listening, if you ever go there, get WTF pancakes. Obviously, stands stands for what the fuck? what it stands for. Um, but those pancakes go crazy. Mm. Just I, I can't even describe it. So just go to Jackson Joe's. Do they do something specific with it, or is it yes. just like really good batter? No, they they do something specific. So what are they doing to my pancakes? Who they don't look like pancakes. But what? That's neither here nor there. You got to experience it for yourself. Um, other than that, you know, forgot to set my alarm for this morning. Got more sleep, but hey. Sometimes good. you need it. Yep. Sometimes you well, see. Maybe that was your subconscious saying, "I need more sleep." 
People have told me I got to work on this. How are you doing? I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I was going to say, because usually they don't ask me that back. How am I doing? Someone actually told me the other day, shout out LaPaula, I got to actually be more honest with people because usually I just kind of defer. I'm just like, I'm all right. How you doing? I got to actually, so let me think about that. I'm tired. I'm tired physically. So on Sunday, I think it was Sunday. It was either Saturday or Sunday. I want my homies to the sand dune in Malibu. Mm-hmm. Tall ass sand dune, bro. Ran up that junk, took me out. Monday, did a, about a two, three, two and a half, three hour basketball workout, getting shots up. Tuesday, had basketball practice with the women's team. Wednesday, lifted a little bit um, and did a little workout. Thursday, today, practiced again. Oh, Wednesday night, I also ran for about two hours, five on five. I just put my body through a lot right now. I don't know why. <laughs> you should go to anybody who, wanted, who wants to hit dunes, should go to Redondo Beach. I forgot what it's called. Uh... I forgot what it's called, but I used to work out there all the time. Like guys like Westbrook, James Harden, Kyrie. Is it the one that Trey Young was at? No, nah, no, nah, that's nah. a different one. But a bunch of dudes go to this one. Mm. It's super fire, super fire. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, they kill you. You do, you do a bunch of different things. You could do sprints up like half of the because doing you you can't number one you can't sprint up the whole. You cannot sprint. Uh, up yeah, sand. a whole a whole dune. Um, you do like slides. You do back pedals. You do. A bunch of shit, so yeah. uh, it goes crazy. That shit will definitely get you in shape, bro. And I had cardio class today. We, we I'll, 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 we'll go do a, a beach workout one day. Me and you? In the morning. We both doing it or I'm doing no, it? No, we both doing it. Okay, so less. I'm down. We I'm both down do for it. sure. Yeah. I, know, I want to see that. I start off with, uh, I work out at, man, now I'm forgetting all these names. Oh, Do- Dockweiler Beach. It's not Dockweiler Beach. It's like the beach next to that one mm-hmm. where LAX is. Run Manhattan, nah, it's uh-huh. to the other to the north. Got you. It's like Playa Vista or something like that. So I, I run like a mile or two. I forgot what it was to warm up. Then I do like all these crazy drills, like sprints, and then uh, usually I like I get this nauseous feeling that I want to throw up in this one drill where I go zigzagging ar- around these cones. Mm-hmm. Um, do a bunch of like ab stuff. It's, I haven't done it in a while. That's why. Say less. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do book it. it. Let's book it. Speaking of booking, a couple people booked their names for the NBA All-Star Game. We had the starters last week. We had our discussion about a certain Andrew Wiggins. But now we have the, the rest of the roster, so let's go ahead and get into that. Do we want to start out east or out west? What, what you feeling, Julio? Let's go east. Let's go east. So... Obviously, the starters were Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. I don't think either of us particularly had a beef with that. But the reserves, you got Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls. You got James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets. You got Fred Van Vliet making an appearance from the Toronto Raptors. Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. Chris Middleton from the Milwaukee Bucks. And... My guy, my boy, my second favorite player in the NBA had to be an all-star, man. Darius motherfucking Garland made the cut. Yes, sir, from the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, Julio, my first question for you, and really the only question here, did the NBA get it right? I really don't have a problem with any of these. You have a problem with any of them? Not really, no. Uh, and 
I feel like there's always one position where, yeah, you, you could have gone there, you could have gone here, you could have gone, you know, a, a number of places. But, I, you know, there's no argument, zero argument with Jimmy. No. Zero with Zach. Yep. Uh, zero with uh, Darius. No. Zero with, uh, e- even though James Harden hasn't been the James Harden that, we, you know, we've been accustomed to, uh, especially when, when he was in his Houston years, is still James Harden. He, he's still playing, you know, pr- pretty good despite the next six-game losing streak. Um, and then Jason Tatum. And uh, the, the, the one question mark I, I feel like that could have gone either way, I guess, was Fred Van Vliet just because he needed to be pe- an all star. People people put so much credence, which I don't, into winning and losing, which yeah. I, I, I understand, but it, it just it's much bigger than that. And, and so e- even though they're not at the freaking top of the East or gonna contend or anything, you know, he's still deserving for uh th- this spot. Yeah. I, I thought Fred Van Vliet needed to be an all star. <clears throat> so between some of the guards out east I was having this conflict for a very long time over three guys who I thought all had strong cases to make it, but I knew there was no way all three of them did. So I was like, if I had to pick one or two of them, who would I pick? And those three were Darius Garland, who made it, Fred Van Vliet, who made it, and the last one was LaMelo Ball, who did not make it. And that's my biggest beef with this is that LaMelo Ball is And who would you, Chris Middleton? Chris Middleton, if if you ask me who's having a better season between Chris Middleton and LaMelo Ball, I would have LaMelo Ball 10 times out of 10. But I don't know if there was like a forward guard thing going on there because I know he technically qualifies as a front court player, not a back court player. I don't know if they put limitations on that for the reserves or not. Um, but if that's the case, then I guess that – I mean, I, I wouldn't have put LaMelo Ball in over any of those other guards that are currently listed. But, yeah, to me, LaMelo Ball 10, 100% deserved to be an all-star this year. Though he, He's – Sing, not single-handedly, but he's the driving force behind the Charlotte Hornets. He's taken a leap from last year, his rookie season. He's solidified as himself as, you know, if we're looking at ball handlers in the NBA, um, in terms of guys who run the offense, top 10, I would say. If not top 12, right, maybe there's a little wiggle room there. But, yeah, that's an all-star to me, man. That's an all-star to me. And I, I really – uh yeah, I would have put him in over over uh, Chris Middleton for sure. Another one that I was kind of interested in, I feel like if I'm going season for season and it is in the context of the front court, I'd have put Jared Allen in over Chris Middleton. That's fair. I'd have put Jared Allen in. I kind of like that. Yeah. Especially like because you don't have any centers. And I know we get into like the position list and we, we, we feel like the, the all-star game shouldn't be uh, a positional thing, but... I like Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen. I'll, I'll, to be I'll go for player. I'll go for Jared Allen over Chris Middleton. Yeah, but I'm with you. I didn't have a ton of beefs. You could have. I guess you could have made an argument for Jalen Brown. Um, he's averaging like 24 out there with Boston, so it makes sense that some people, with particularly Boston fans, are a little bit frustrated that he's not in. Um, but at, at the same time, it's not like you can just chalk it up to oh, he's averaging 24 on 48 percent shooting. And call it a day. It's like what yeah. does those 24 points really mean for Boston? Yeah. Um, which isn't a ton considering the context of their team this year is just not that good. Um, but yeah, there's an argument. A guy that I thought was interesting, and perhaps his case just isn't strong enough for him to make it, but um, I think he flies under the radar, particularly this season because he took a dip last year, um, and his team isn't that great. But Pascal Siakam is having a pretty good year. He's having Don't a pretty talk good to year. Me about Pascal, I'm not saying bro. he should be an all-star, but like 
we can't just act like he's not having an all-star caliber season. You know what I mean? Does he make it in over any of the guys who made it? No. No. But it's an all-star caliber season. And we should talk about Pascal because he, he's, he's playing very well. And the thing, his game has always hinged on whether or not— He can do a spin move. Not even that. It's like— <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> face. His effectiveness a lot of times hinges on his three-point shooting ability. Um, if he's knocking it down, he looks like an all-star through and through. If he's not knocking it down, it's a little shaky. To me, it's dependent on guys around him creating for him. Like creating openings, good positions, good uh, uh, like Fred Van Vliet having to uh, attack a defense or um, just attract two guys and, and get him in open spots so he can get some space on the floor, drive, and do his stupid little spin. I just want to shout out Pascal, man. You having a good season. You're having a good season. People aren't talking about it enough. But, yeah, I'm with you. The East didn't have a ton of uh, no. discrepancies with theirs. But out West, it gets a little bit more interesting. You didn't like the beat on that shit? I'm I'm not sure that was it for me. I'm not going to lie. That that beat is, is one of the hardest I'm beats a, I've heard in a while. One of the hardest beats you've heard in a while, Julio? Yes. I don't know. I'm a big 808 guy. It didn't have a ton of like it, it used the piano as the bass. I'm not gonna say it's the it's the best song because it's not. The the other song, Cold Drop with Benny the Butcher, that that's real rap. This oh, is just fuck around. It's real rap, bro. Yeah, all I'm the talking. all that uh, all these fake ass rappers today, bro. Yeah, all that wiggity wiggity wet. Yeah. You that, hate the Migos, don't you? All, all that money bag yo Memphis shit. That, bro, that, that you was just that, gassing the that, song that, 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 that J. Cole boy. was on with Moneybag. That yo. Block Boy JB. Block Boy JB <laughs> is not the representative of Memphis hip hop. He had a couple songs that popped. We applauded him for it. We gave him his flowers. He got his bag. He dipped <laughs> out. We know the starters were Curry, my boy Ja Morant, Memphian. All-star, 901. LeBron. You know on those three are obvious. Yeah. Nikola Jokic was obvious. obvious. Another one. I wouldn't even have him as an all-star. He I, I was looking at the dudes who made it and the dudes who didn't. It was like damn near. I'm not sure Andrew Wiggins He's was not an even all-star. An all-star, not a starter. Not a fucking, I don't know. Just not an all-star. I, I I'm with you. I'm lucky with you. My boy should maybe should have been in the dunk contest or something. Cause like Yeah. Would, yeah, he he wasn't no starter, man. He wasn't no starter. And, and like shout out, like I said last episode, shout out to Andrew Wiggins for the strides he's made in his game and the ways he's cultivated his, his game to kind of conform to that or that uh, Golden State system. But like looking at the dudes who did not make it, I can name you a lot of dudes, and I'm about to a little bit later that should have made this game over Andrew Wiggins. So the fact that he's a starter is just wild to me. Yeah, you got to step in and stop that, but. Anyways, the reserves, the reserves out west were Devin Booker, easy, hell yeah, Luka Doncic, easy, hell yeah, uh, Donovan Mitchell for show, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns for show, yep, Rudy Gobert for show, for show, for show. I don't know what your beef is with Rudy Gobert. The All Star Game is for a regular season. It don't Reg- matter. It don't matter. The Jazz aren't even playing like how. how- how they have been the, the last three years. So if it's about winning and contributing to your team, I'm not going to say he's not doing shit, but they're I, falling. I haven't, I haven't even looked at the defensive rankings for the NBA. That, that doesn't I mean I can shit. guarantee you Utah's top five That right doesn't now. mean shit. What you mean? Tell, you can't you tell me. You take Rudy Gobert off of that Jazz team, 
they're not good. Yes, they are. No, they're not. They're fourth right now. What, they would be six? Seventh, eighth, somewhere in like they're, they're like, not worse than the Lakers. People don't understand. They're not worse than the Lakers. Lakers are seventh. They might be. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. No, no. People don't understand how much of a headache a dude like Rudy will go like in a league. That's, that's why a, Stanley Johnson bodied him in a fourth bro, quarter, gave him 14 I points. Get it. I get in like it. Rudy five Gobert, minutes. kind of a corny ass dude. And he he's gets a, he's, bodied he's, by dudes he's, like Stanley Johnson. He's a, he's a funny dude to poke fun at. He was the one who brought this COVID shit to the NBA. He's the one who he's cried the one about. Who was crying about. He's a, he's an easy target. But let's not forget how good the motherfucker is at basketball, man. And how he's, he's unplayable in crunch time minutes. Bro, <laughs> come playoff time, sure, sure, sure. But this and is regular come, season. Not even award. come playoff time. Come regular season crunch time moments. And, I Stanley that, Johnson I think that him. gets overblown too. Stanley because Johnson he is able to play Constrain minutes now. He's no. not. He's not like obviously. I'm not going to like uh, switch everything if he's in a pick and roll situation. I rest my case. Dejounte Murray. We gonna get to Dejounte. We gonna get to Dejounte. But I rest my case. To me, Rudy Gobert is a like yes all star. Confirm it. Lock it in. You got Draymond. Yes, all star. Lock it in. And Chris Paul. Sure. But you had some snubs out west that. But you I can't just, call them snubs if you confirming everybody. But no, I can. I'm 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 just saying like you know. I mean, sure, sure. I didn't uh, maybe not lock everybody in. We can get into some of the dudes that I feel like should not have made it or should have made it. But really, it starts at Wiggins. Let's get it right there first and foremost. Fucking starter is the one that I'm like, yeah, get his ass up out of there. But I just want your knee-jerk reaction to some of the names that I'm going to throw out here, okay? As some people, I'm not saying they're all snubs. I'm just saying they're not in the All-Star game. Give me what, you, what, what your initial reaction is to the fact that they're not in the All-Star game. Brandon Ingram. He having a really good season. I, I, I was looking at his stats last week. Um, let's see, Dejounte. I, I gotta, I gotta know the entire list first. Yeah, because I, I want a one for one. I'm not gonna lie. All right, all right. Dejounte Murray over Wiggins. I'm willing to throw. Whoa, B- I said Brandon Ingram. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. Bi, I'm willing to put him over Gobert. Just, just. Do you feel like he should be an All Star? You feel, you feel like he should kick off somebody who's currently on the Gobert. You don't have to name specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got just, two. I got two spots I can replace. He's just ready to get. So you do feel like Brandon Ingram should have been all star. Yeah, and I might replace Bi with these next names. Okay. Uh, you just told me how you felt about Dejounte Murray, Anthony Davis. No, fuck that. Okay. I'm not rewarding okay, okay, your ass. Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Hey, calm down. Calm down. You you did that shit on purpose. Calm down. You triggered me on purpose, (laughs) asshole. Relax, relax. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, this is a safe space. (laughs) Uh, what what does the name Shy Gilgis Alexander bring up for you? Nah, I can't. I can't put him. There's a bunch of dudes, and I know I say I I don't really care about winning, but there's just too many dudes in the NBA that. Put up like really really good stats, and I'm I'm not gonna pick a dude who's like number one. He's injured right now, mm-hmm. and he can't even play. But number two, like you're on like the worst team in the NBA, so I can't. Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, 
if I was forced to replace him with somebody other than the two that I had already named, I'd probably do. And I feel like there's a real argument here just because I'm not the, uh, I just don't have the biggest fondness for this dude, Draymond Green. I couldn't put him over Draymond. I think I could just because of Memphis's ascension. Obviously, that ascension is just like, obviously, he's led by job, but it's like a group. You can just feel by every game they that you watch. Mm-hmm. It's like a group effort. They've all ascended together. Like, they've all stepped up. They all play hard. It's not like one dude, like, stepped up heavily. Obviously, Ja has, but it's a group effort. But just by that alone... I can put him o- over Draymond, especially Draymond being hurt right now. And uh, Draymond's just... Uh, you don't like him. I, I just don't like him. I know. I'll be honest. I don't like him. So my thing with Jaren, definitely have an all-star caliber season, 100%. He should be on this. If, if, if He's having a better season than Andrew fucking Wiggins. I'll say that. Yeah. Would I have put him on over DeJounte Murray or Brandon Ingram? Probably not. But if this is the caliber of player that we're putting on there is Andrew Wiggins, then I put Jaron Jackson Jr. in there. Play the thing with Jaron Jackson Jr., we don't realize how impactful he has been defensively. Like I get it, the offense is cool, and he's really making a lot of strides in terms of like developing it, like his ability to take advantage of mismatches in the post and on the perimeter for that matter really good in the trail making making the three point shots um but defensively like every every other day I'm seeing some statistics coming about come statistics coming out about him with his block shots and steals which I know those aren't the two numerics that you qualify for you know good defense all you got to do is watch Memphis play and you see what he does for that team defensively He's everywhere. He can switch. He's not locked down if you put him on a guard, but he can last for sure. You can switch and he'll be okay. He's a great rim protector. Um, He's coming around as a rebounder. He's staying the fuck yeah. about a foul trouble, which has been key for him. because He's on the so court, bad at that. Yeah, I mean, the rest he's gotten be, better. The rest right. be greasing him sometimes too. I'm not going to lie. But, like, it, it was real bad when he was younger. But, mind you, he's only, like, 22 23 he might be younger than that you gotta develop his he, he's like he, he reminds me of of a better version right now and obviously a higher ceiling of, of bam bro develop your offensive game like you you have that you definitely have that shooting down way over bam but please develop that offensive it's coming. game it's coming because the dude is only 22 years old he's only 22 you Only do 22. that, and you know you, the the sky's the limit for him. Um, but yeah, like you just mentioned it with with Draymond hurt, Rudy Gobert's also hurt. Um, with those two dudes out, we got to start talking about Jaron G- Jackson Jr. as the defensive player of the year. We have to, because the, there's no telling when Draymond's coming back. His injury is indefinite. There's no telling. Why when does he always go to big guys? That's bullshit. I think it goes to big guys because protecting the rim is the most important thing you can do in the NBA today. Defending on the perimeter is the most difficult thing you can do in the NBA. Sure, but I'm not sure that there's anybody defending on the perimeter that's as effective. It, that's effective enough to compensate for the, the the value that comes along with protecting the rim. You know what I'm saying? Like the last dude who maybe could have had that argument was um, Kawhi when he was really real deal locking up. Um, McCall Bridges is a dude that's like defending on the perimeter really well this year. Um, Matisse Thybulle has been really good. Desmond Bain. Desmond, I mean, he's been good, but he ain't been defensive player of the year good. But 
Jaron Jackson Jr. has been different, man. He's been utterly different. And, like, for everything that Ja's providing offensively, Jaron's right there with him defensively. And I think that says a lot about what we've seen. I mean, you look up, like, Memphis Grizzlies' top three, four defensive teams in the NBA right now? He means a lot. He means a lot. So, definitely having an all-star caliber season. Definitely having a better season than Andrew Wiggins. Just wanted to point that out. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess you had a... You had two dudes that you wanted to replace for sure. Who was those two? Rudy and Wiggins. Hmm. With DeJounte and... B, I'll, I'll say B.I. and Jaron Jackson Jr. They're even with me. Do you have any other dudes? Um, No, nah, that was it. Like was in, it. in terms of those two dudes, I wouldn't have a problem with either one getting the... the, the and I don't get this whole other. thing about like... I Okay, so... Sorry to cut you off, but it's like, oh, the Warriors are this good, so they need to have multiple All-Stars. Have the Memphis Grizzlies not been, like, fucking tearing the NBA a new one every night? The fucking Memphis Grizzlies been the best team. In the NBA for a while. NBA. Yeah. For a and, while. And, like, I'm I'm going to say the, the Suns probably been the best team. But sure. But they got two All-Stars. Yeah. Just Memphis is. How did the Memphis Grizzlies not have multiple All-Stars? It's different, bro. Is different. How do the Memphis Grizzlies not have multiple All Stars? You go down the list. I mean, that's true. You go the Suns. You go the Warriors. You go the Jazz. You go then Memphis is next. Then who who's next after Memphis that? Memphis is over the Jazz I, right I, now. I, They're the third seed. Oh, that's true, huh? How does the Memphis Grizzlies not have multiple All Stars? You go out east. I don't know who's number one. Chicago. You got Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. Milwaukee. You got Giannis Brooklyn, and Chris Middleton. Except Miami. Miami's at the top, right? Or near the top. They're up there, but they don't have multiple. But the thing is, Bam has been hurt. If Bam wasn't hurt, he'd probably be in there. How do the Memphis Grizzlies not have multiple All-Stars? Still, even, even when the Memphis Grizzlies are getting the most respect than they've ever gotten in the franchise history, still well, they're, they're on the brink, but it's also it's it's what I was saying, too, that it's such a group effort. And that's actually, I mean, that that's really good for you guys. You know, so last it's not time dependent was, on, no, the last on time it was guys. a group effort. Yeah, but fuck that team. I mean, they're, they're team you talking they, about? They, what this the the fucking Zach Randolph team? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the last time that we saw a team that was clearly a group effort, like in terms of their ascension. Um, first of all, fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like that, what I'm saying is that that team doesn't touch this team's toes. Yeah, yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is, remember when the Hawks? Had Damari Carroll and uh, Kyle Corver and Al Horford and Paul Millsap and Jeff Teague and all the motherfuckers Teague. was all stars one year. All of them was all stars. Yeah. They all pulled up to the game. Yeah, but I can't get two. The NBA's gotten better. Sure, the NBA's gotten better. I can't get two though, Julio. NBA's gotten better. Sure, a hundred percent. I'm not saying and I, give and I, and Desmond I'm, Bain and give Kyle Anderson and give uh, Tyus Jones. Yeah, but you can't but be complaining this. What? You can't be complaining this much if you're not willing to take one dude off. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, you, bye, you put, Andrew. You, you put in uh, Jaron Jackson over Dejounte. No. Okay, so then who's next? Who's off? Well, the thing is, that's because now court. we're not even talking that's court. Because now we're not even talking about positionality. We're just talking about dudes across the uh, across the Western Conference. Who else are you taking off? Well, here's an interesting one that I wanted to talk to you about. And maybe I'll play devil's advocate. But at what point do we stop making Chris Paul an all-star just because he's Chris Paul? Nah. You got to make him an all-star. 
maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm missing something. He been nice, bro. Everybody says that, but I feel like we know he's Chris Paul. When he does nice shit, it looks really cool. But like, if it wasn't Chris Paul and we had somebody on a similar team doing similar things, we they wouldn't would be, an, be all-star. an all-star. They would not be an they all-star. They would be an all-star. No, they would not. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I mean, you just said it yourself. Jeff Teague was a fucking all-star. That was a whack-ass team. You know, that was, it was the East. At the top of the East. It was a whack-ass Eastern I'm country. trying to think of an, uh, I'm other try- names. I am too. I am too. I'm with you. Um, um Like... Just a, a winning team with a guard who I'm not gonna say CP's average. Like I, but can, just, I, I think of like Kyle Lowry, and it's like sometimes Kyle Lowry was an All Star and sometimes he was. Don't tell Eddie that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean shit, but I'm right though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was like Kyle Lowry, sure. Like on on y'all, like sometimes he was and even Kyle Lowry was dropping twenty. Chris Paul was in like what sixteen? Who? Shit, I can't think of like a a, a good example. Like Goran Dragic on that. Nah, A-team? but Gor- Goran Dragic, not CP. That's what I'm saying. It's because it's Chris Paul. Nah, Go- it's Go- it's Go- Chris Paul. Goran's nice, but he he not CP. I don't know, man. I feel like we low-key disrespecting the hell out of Devin Booker with the way that we act like Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul is good. Don't get me wrong. He's great. You you're you're He's you're great. Ta- you're talking like A D and Braun now. Like I'm put it this way. Put it this way. Maybe I'm playing a dangerous game here. But stop me when I stop saying point guards that are better or, or ball handlers, offensive focal points that are not better than Chris Paul. Wait, what? Stop me when I stop saying offensive focal points that are not better than Chris Paul. That are not. Okay. I'll, okay. Indulge me on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stephen Curry. John Morant. Luka Doncic. Uh, Can't say Dame. Trey Young. Oh, we going both. Okay. Yeah, we going both. Okay. I can't say Dame. Because he's hurt. Okay. James Harden. Uh, give me a sec. Give me a sec. There's nobody else out east. You can say Darius Garland, but not, not to lead a, a championship team. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like you could put Darius Garland on the Phoenix Sun right now. He would do the exact same thing. If yes, not better. no, he would. He would. But the difference is when it comes to fucking crunch time and playoff moments, like there is, it's just different when you have a veteran guard. But we talking about playoff moments for a regular season thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, but sure, the, the, all, all those guys Chris are Paul still all those guys. Leadership. All those guys are still all stars. So, I mean, sure. But all those guys are still all stars. I'm gonna throw one out. It's risky. I don't. I'm not even sure I believe this. But Lamelo Ball, you wouldn't. No. Yeah, Lamelo Ball is not better. There, there's no other. Like you're, you're not naming me people who are not all stars. Donovan Mitchell, that's an all star. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But in terms of what is Chris Paul better than anyone? Like any other guard that's in the all star game right now. Any other guard? Yeah. Mm. No. He's not maybe not like for for the regular season like maybe I mean maybe Fred VanVleet yeah no he's better than Fred VanVleet but other than that there's no other guard behind them that's better than Chris Paul I don't know man for me it's not De'Aaron Fox it's not De'Aaron Fox not yet Russell no. Westbrook Jesus it's Christ. not who's in the eighth seed 
Yeah, I, 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 I guess I see it, and like I, I don't want to discredit what Chris Paul is doing, and I'm sure people who watch Phoenix a little bit more attentively than I do could probably allude or, or like clarify exactly what it is that Chris Paul is bringing to the table, um, that maybe I'm not seeing, but like, hat part of me is like, is Jaron Jackson having a better season than Chris Paul? Maybe you know what I'm saying? Maybe. Like maybe you can make that argument. You can make that argument for sure. Um, but yeah, that's the All Stars, man. Any 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 parting words before we move on? No, you did. Really. You yeah, done? I'm good. I'm good. So just to be clear, Anthony Davis not an All Star team. Fuck that dude. No, we should have wow. traded his ass. Whoa, hey now, calm down, man. Julio, put the knife down. He should have trade. We should have traded. Him. It's okay. Put the knife. I mean, down. you you're just saying that because I said that in the off season, and you said I was hey, tripping. Man. Hey. And now you see that I'm right, hey. so you don't yeah, want to admit right. that you were wrong. Hey, you're you're right. You were wrong. Just put the knife. You were down. wrong. I was wrong. You were okay. Just okay. Put, that, that's all I want to hear. Just put the knife down, okay? That's all I want to hear. We're, we all love you here. Next time you walk out, oh hey hey, on a on a on a something that I bring up, rethink what Whoa. I'm trying to tell you. Hey man, just when I say Jaw is a better the, pick than just Zion, put the machete down, please. when I say that AD should have been traded, when I say the Miami Heat were gonna beat the Bucks, believe me. Oh, we're not doing believe that. Believe that. Are we doing the whole? Believe oh, let that. Me, let me pull all my all my takes that hit out my ass so we can talk believe about it. Believe that. When I tell y'all that John ja Morant is the next cultural icon of the NBA, believe that because I told okay. you that three years ago. No, you didn't. I got it on medium.com. Go look it up. <laughs> Go look it up on medium.com. It's there. It's there. All right. But if we're going to talk about Memphis hip hop, okay, we're going to start with the Yo Gotti's, with the Moneybag Yo's, with the Annerly Choppers. If we go going history, we're going to talk about 3-6 Mafia. All right. Don't talk like... We're not going to sit up here and act like 3-6 you, Mafia you, isn't you, one of the greatest you, like, you, influences I, on hip-hop you, today. You, you talking like you 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 got the you got the history of L.A. What? You talking like you got the history of L.A. I'm just saying, 3-6 Mafia is one of the, the, the major influencers on hip-hop as it is as it stands today. How's your state, Tennessee? Let me tell you something about Memphis. <laughs> Memphis is, is its, its own, own state. state. Yes, you can laugh about it, but ask anyone you in Memphis. You sound like Texas. No, 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 you no. You sound like ask Texans. Me. I'm gonna call somebody who lives in Memphis right now because you playing with me. You are playing with me. Anybody who lives in Memphis will tell you Memphis is its own state, its own culture, its own people. It's completely separate from the rest of Tennessee. Ain't nothing else in Tennessee like the state of Memphis. Nashville. You, no, no, far like that. That 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 that's we're literally on the opposite side. It's a completely set. <laughs> like we don't fuck with Nashville. I'm not gonna lie, because people be gassing Nashville for everything that Memphis used to be at one point. <laughs> Ooh, the music. Guess where that shit started? Blues, Memphis, Tennessee, birthplace of rock and roll. Elvis Presley, who stole all his shit from black artists, but we won't have that conversation right now. Point being, Memphis is its own little bubble. Don't play with me. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on. So, Trade Engine, we actually did a segment like this in our last episode, but it was long as hell, so we could not include it. So, we're going to run it back. A little bit of a trade machine action going on. There's obviously that deadline coming up. 
So we're going to talk about some trades that could potentially happen, some players that could be moved, some teams that might need to make moves, some teams that maybe should chill the fuck out. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into it. And I want to start with a dude whose name's just kind of been hot right now, and that's Bradley Bill. Because you talk to like you know Wizards fans, and you go on Wizards Reddit, they like they ready to go. I'm so ready. For, let, let me just interject. Mind you, this, Julio, I, Julio I am, has been I am on this so, since I knew him. I am so ready for the next superstar not named Ben Simmons to ask for a trade. I am so fucking ready. It's about to be Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Um, fucking. I, I hope it's Donovan Mitchell goes to the Miami Heat soon. I hope it's a bunch of shit. But Donovan I, I, Mitchell. Not, I, any, anyways, on, to or to the Knicks, that that'd be that'd be mad dope. Um, but anyways, on this Bradley Beal stuff, they've obviously fallen from heaven down to fucking hell. Uh, you know, there's fights in the locker room with, with Eddie with Montrez. <laughs> and, and the, Eddie came in here talking yeah. about, and then wait, wait, you better believe when there was the one seed. Oh, yeah. What I tell y'all, what I tell y'all, bro, they different F- fights between Montrez and uh, KCP. Now they're putting out in in, in the in the NBA circles and the reporting that. Um, Montrez and uh, Davis Bertans are most likely, or the ones that they're shopping the most. Bertans isn't playing. Montrez isn't really pe- playing, and not so much because you know he wasn't playing good while he's playing, but it's because they have so many Eddie. Hear me out. Too many good pieces mm. in your head, and that's air quotes around that. Uh, fucking good pieces. Mm. They have way too many threes, fours, and and fives. Daniel Ga- Gafford isn't even really playing. He's been benched. I don't know if it's. Because they something happened in the locker room, or if it's because um, they w- just want to showcase Thomas Bryant f- back from injury and maybe to to trade him. Um, but the other thing, like Spencer Dinwiddie, was supposed to be this big acquisition, and that's a dude, admittedly, that I wanted on the Lakers. Maybe not at that price tag, but Apparently either they don't like him at I, all. Either way, he came in with the attitude. They asked him, like, how'd you try to I- interject your leadership into the locker room when you came to? To Washington, and he said, "You know, I try to step up and be a leader, and it wasn't welcomed." Fuck. Well, damn, bro. What a, what a, what a, what a freaking statement. So apparently, they've been shopping him. They've honestly probably been shopping him for a while, but uh, now that all all this news has come out, you know, they just said, "Fuck it, let, let's put it out in, in, into NBA circles." So I don't know. There's too too much turmoil there. Um, they they want to show. Bradley Beal that they're going to start winning so they're probably going to make a desperate move which they kind of can afford to make a desperate move meaning when I say desperate move I just mean like uh, uh, a trade package that's not really evenly balanced but because they have so many good dudes you know they can make an unbalanced trade and two guys that they've been reported to go after is uh, Sabonis and uh, and yes I'm going to say it like this I'm going to keep saying it like this Jeremy Grant and uh, Sabonis yeah. is like you know you look at Sabonis and you're like that's a pretty good dude to match up with with Bradley Beal. But then Bradley it's like gone. you just have so many dudes. And I'm Sabonis is obviously better than all these dudes. But you got Thomas Bryant. I ain't even got to go down all the list of names. That you got like twelve dudes who all deserve minutes, like respectably, but or respectfully. But damn, it is it's too many. So he's out. the The question is. Where does he go? Who? Beal. So, and mind you, word on the street in regards to the Wizards, everybody on the table. Everybody. They, they said, what, hey, we we uh, 
we are we are on a fire sale right now. Everything must go. They taking our lease over in the next week. Take the shit. They're, they're, Let's go. they're trying to get Sabonis and Grant. So, like those things are gonna fix your. I still feel like the Sixers want to hold out for James Harden, and although Bradley Beal is a hell of a consolation try consolation prize, I don't think that shit, especially because he's not like a ball handler. Like you don't want him running the offense for real like that. I don't think that they're gonna sacrifice their dream, which I think is Darryl to pair. Would. You think so? But. I th- I wouldn't I wouldn't I would definitely go and trade for for Bradley Beal, um, but yeah no I, I it's all, it all depends on what else I can get mm-hmm. or what else I would have to give up it, it depends on how those trade talks go but I would definitely not wait I pull the trigger on that shit now interesting so a couple franchises come to mind outside of the Sixers I think a backcourt of Trey Young and Bradley Beal would go pretty crazy it's, it's all the teams with. A bunch of like Atlanta is a good ass destination. Yeah, I would throw on. And you got Collins I would, to trade. Yeah, I would. Yeah, and they want they they're incentivized. They they want to trade him. Yeah. So you you throw Collins, uh, the redhead dude, um, Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter, uh, a first round pick, and if you want DeAndre Hunter, you want another dude. Sure. You're gonna give them both DeAndre. I think you got to keep one of Hunter or Herter. Yeah, but if they say no, I'm not making this shit happen. I'll make this shit happen now if you give me those two. Pl- I mean, the Wizards have lose, lost all their leverage here, though. You got to remember that too. Like they're a shit show right now. Sure, but you know what? Another team is gonna pull the trigger, especially again. What I'm saying with all what I said last episode, this dawn of the of the playing tournament, more it got more teams thinking. I'm not in the seller's market anymore. I'm in the buyer's market. I'm a, you know, maybe it's to sell more tickets. Maybe it's to keep uh, um, my my franchise player. Either way, I want to act like I'm in the playoffs, whether I actually make it to the playoffs or not. Yeah. So it's, I just feel like other teams like would be desperate enough and oh, throw in unbalanced trades. So I'd say fuck that. Just do it. Do here's it. A, here's a question for you. If you are the Portland Trailblazers. I thought about that team too. Would you consider, right? And maybe like Damian Lillard, he's starting to feel like, uh, eh, I don't know. I'm not thinking it's gonna cut out here in Portland. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work though, because you, you can't treat Dame like that. Dame not going to Washington. Oh no, CJ. I'm wondering if Bill could get to Portland. That's what I'm saying. Because you have the the wherewithal to do it, right? But like, for what? If I threw up CJ, I'm saying no. And Anthony Simons? That's a little different. Anthony Simons is looking pretty tough right you, now, right? You got to give me a little more. But that's, that's, a, that's a little that's, different. That's a young guard who's shown a lot of okay, promise, I th- right? I thought you were going to give me some Not, bullshit yeah, like no, no, Covington. No, 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 no. And, yeah, and, I, I'm Nurkic. saying like I, I could – because the thing is, right, with Dame, you're in win now, right? He's His prime's only going to last for so long. So if you're Portland – and you're saying your your mentality is like you were saying on last episode before we had to cut it was like this is our franchise's best player in our history. We owe it to him for everything that he's given us throughout all of the years, all the memories, all the games, his labor, his body, his hard blood, sweat, tears, all that. We owe it to him to throw all of our chips in the basket one time. Go get Bradley Beal. Give him a backcourt mate. The best player he's I just ever played with there. Uh, thinking about how NBA executives think about, you know, a f- 
I'm not going to call Anthony Simons. And, and you asked me last time if I think it's sustainable for like to not necessarily to build around him long term as him as a centerpiece, but if I think his play as of late in, in the month of January at least is sustainable, which I think it is. But you know how NBA executives are with like flash in the pans and for lack of a better term, but flash in the pans when they show any type, when any young player shows any type of like potential. Oh, I can't, you know, this is a, a, a fucking jewel that I can't give up. So, so put it this way. If you have an inkling that Damian Lillard is like, this ain't it, bro. I'm done. I can't do this no more. Excuse me. Would you consider it? Well, I'm, I'm not. Do you if feel I'm, like they would consider it? If you if if, if you feel like it's if, if, if Dame, I, it, I either got to pick, would, it would take Dame to go to that front office and say, "Make it happen, or I'm gone." Yeah, and hell yeah, hell yeah, I, I feel like they would. And you not giving me C, no CJ McCollum, you, you giving me. Uh, I need Anthony. I, I need Anthony. I need Norman Powell. Ooh, and I need uh, probably two first rounders or a first rounder and. Who else they got? Who what's that wing that they got? Larry Nance. No. Oh shit. I might need to. You might need Larry. Oh fuck. I mean Larry's. No, not... no, the other dude. The other dude. He just got hurt. Nasir Little? Nasir Little. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to take you know two seconds. I mean, sure. You could have Nasir. I ain't gonna lie. Uh but yeah, I, I think that would be very, very interesting. I might go Larry Nance. I forgot they got Larry Nance. Because that that's two dudes, right, who've kind of been in very, very similar situations. And for them to have the opportunity to go get it between the two of them, that I I'd like to I see. I go brazy. I'd like to see that. I go so crazy. Um obviously you could talk about maybe a, a Sabonis and real swap. That's not that interesting. You know who wants a guard right now? New York. The Pelicans. But the I Pelicans would, don't have a lot to offer them. If I'm Bradley Beal, I'd tell the Wizards organization, if you trade me to the Pelicans, I'd tell every superstar ever till my deathbed, until I'm in my deathbed, to never go to your franchise ever again. Well, how many people sign, you know, with the Wizards and free agency? Never. So so off. Don't trade me to and I'm sorry, Cam, but don't trade me to to the Pelicans. I mean, Cam probably with you. I, I, I'd like, rather go to the Knicks. I just don't know what the Pelicans were. Because the Pelicans are an interesting team. And maybe we can use this as a transition point. Transition, yeah. Um, the Pelicans want a guard right now. And the word on the street is they want an elite guard such as, and Eric I quote, <laughs> and I quote, an elite guard such as C.J. McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, or... Eric Gordon, De'Aaron Fox would be interesting. Or? The the the, the, <laughs> the other the other two are kind of stupid. So what what they're trying to do, I feel like they're, they're trying to put on, they're they're trying to save face with this season and with the whole. I'm not gonna call it scandals, but with the whole mess of uh, Zion Williamson, they're trying to save face by trying to get into the playoffs. The only problem with that is that if you don't, and even if you do, you're gonna either end up in the middle of the draft or at the end of the lottery, and so. You're not really benefiting your team either way, especially if you trade for a dude like that. If you trade, let's say you get CJ McCollum, you're probably taking some wins away if he did come back this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he is. Um, you're probably taking some wins away from Portland, and you're right behind them in in the standings. I think you're like two games behind them, and so you probably add some wins to your team to try to get into the plan and probably show Zion like hey we're gaining ground no you're not mm-hmm. this is exactly where I was t- I think it was last last pod 
teams fucking fooling themselves into thinking you're doing you're doing nothing. Stop trying to build on you know positive signs, you know, and that's in air quotes. Like stop. Like you're fooling yourselves. Be real with yourself. You're not getting anywhere. Get a good draft pick and stop trying to win meaningless games that are going to mean shit and actually hurt you. Not only do nothing but hurt you three, four, five years from now. Yeah. So on the note of the Pelicans and, and the, the targets that they have, let's talk a little bit about Eric Gordon because that's a guy whose name has been, you know, kind of passed around the league a lot in terms of a team's that a lot of teams want to make a run at Aaron Gordon right now. Eric Gordon right now. Eric Gordon been killing. And they're, they're know, at, that's not going to last. They're, they're they're asking prices high. No, it's probably a little steep of a first round pick and mind you, it's there's it's going to be protections on it. It's not like, you know, they're asking for a top 5 pick, but um yeah, I mean, dangle it to to some contender who just wants to fortify, not that they need it so much, but who just wants to even fortify further their bench. Dangle it to dangle him to a, to a team like the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the Phoenix Suns can can trade that Dario Saric uh contract plus, you know, a, a couple seconds and which is probably going to end up being his uh uh Asking price at the end of the day when, when the draft, I mean, when the trade deadline comes. So you just throw in a matching salary. It don't matter who it is. And then you throw in whatever picks that the that the Houston Rockets want. And, and that's how you get it done. I don't get it. I don't get why the thirst over Eric Gordon. Because he, he can come off your bench. He's one of those guys who can just win if if a guy like like that can win one playoff game he's worth it he's worth it but you know a lot of dudes are going to win you one like, like like he he's in the same mold of like a um like a Rodney Hood like no he's better than Rodney Hood no no I'm just saying like he's the type of like he's the type of target where it's like I need to boost my depth a little bit. But why not? Some- but why not? But like, like for the Phoenix Suns like why not give up a first? Why not? Like you're you're in the win now situation. You're number one. If you're the one, Phoenix Suns, I get it. If you're number you one, like you're, you're not even the using the Pelicans. Get the fuck out of here. Oh no, I know. If you are, well, I, the Jazz are kind of going for wings right now. They want like Harrison Barnes. Um, who will be another team? Even if you're the Jazz, if you're the Miami Heat, even if you're maybe. the Jazz, like I know he's not a wing, but you have to. F- Fill that position somehow, and obviously, I'd rather have Harrison Barnes. But if you can move Boyan Bogdanovich back to the, and I know your starting lineup it would be small with Donovan and uh, Mike Conley and Eric Gordon. But if you can fortify and fill that hole somehow with something like Eric Gordon, who's shooting forty-five something percent from three, it's forty-two. Like it's cool. That's insane. That's not insane. That's that's pretty insane. Not in today's NBA. 42 is not insane. It's like, cool, you my shooter. That's really good. Insane is like 46 now. Who's shooting 46? Shoot, Steph not shooting 46. No, Steph has been. He's shooting below league average as of late, bro. That's why. But crazy. at the end of the day, Pelicans are just wasting their time. It's only a few teams that should be going after Eric Gordon. Teams that have a contract, like I just mentioned, that can salary uh, uh, match. And throw in whatever picks you want that you're con- and a, a team that's contending, and you know a team that ain't got nothing to lose. Like if you win the championship 
And the Eric Gordon, let's say his salary becomes a bad salary one, two years from now, even if he asks for an extension two, three years from now, it don't matter. You want a chip. At the end of the day, that that's that's all it is. So that, that's that's all I gotta say on that. I got you. I got you. Let's go ahead and move on to let's go to, let's go to Harrison Barnes. You want to talk about Harrison Barnes? Because the the so many teams are gonna want him. And I just want to talk about this. The, that's a dude who you should want. The the trade market's insane right now. So as I mentioned, so many teams want to go into the plan. So there's so there, there's more buyers, less sellers. And the pool of sellers. Pacers. Oh, hell. Carmelo, he strained his hamstring. Oh, shit. Pacers, uh, Kings. Didn't um, I tell you this was going to happen? Yeah, no. Uh, Pacers, Kings, Pistons. Like, those few sellers that were have shrunken or have shrunk. I don't know the fucking term. But I think it's <laughs> shrunk. Shrunken. Sh- shrunken. But anyways, why have the, why, why has it shrunk? Miles Turner got hurt. Yeah. Sabonis so was kind of on the trade market, but that's the dude that they wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. Jeremy or whatever, whatever. Jeremy Grant is probably the only dude, like the the, not a dude who who has like star power, but the one dude who like a lot of teams like, I want that guy. But what I don't understand with Jeremy Grant is just like common public knowledge that he does not want to go play like third fiddle on a team. I I know, but. Uh, I know, and like, I know. like dudes are, are professionals, right? It's not like they're just gonna pull up and be like, "Well, if I'm not the number one, then I'm not gonna fucking play." Yeah, like he's gonna go do what you ask him to yeah. do. But like, I don't know if it's worth it. Like, like if you're the Bulls, I'm not giving up Patrick Williams. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. No, and, and so uh, on these other names, like even if you want to go dudes who would just be like more more so role players, like a dude like Joe Ingles, who the Jazz were open to trading. Just got hurt. Like an, uh, like all these, the the few sellers that were w- with the key players that they were looking to sell, Ricky Rubio was another one, and boom, got hurt. So it, it's just, it's shrunk so much that dudes who who maybe the asking price wasn't as high has now shot up because, you know, the supply is short. So teams like the Suns who if they, not that they need him, but if they added Harrison Barnes, oh, my God. That, that, that'd be so crazy. But the primary target for the Jazz, again, should be Harrison Barnes. It's an ideal replacement for a guy like Joe Ingles. You put Harrison Barnes in the starting lineup, move Boyan to the to the bench, you set. You set. You, you set your, your, yourself up nicely. And if you're the Lakers, shoot. Throw Stop THT. It, Jesus Christ. Malik Monk. Oh, you trade Malik Monk? Uh, can, can if, you, you, if you're willing to trade Malik Monk, some teams will talk to you because Malik's balling. No, I know. I know. I'm just playing. Oh, you ain't going to trade Malik no, Monk? I mean, it depends. Um, I'm open to trading every anybody. Like, I'm open to trading Braun, but like it depends what I get back. You're not trading Braun. It depends what I get Braun back. Braun won't let you trade Braun. It depends what I get back. Braun's like, I own y'all. That's true. The fuck? <laughs> it depends what I get back. Nobody's off the table for me. That is that that That's why fucking... Dylan Brooks is off the table for you. Dylan Brooks is not off the table for me. Shoot. It's just going to have to be worth it. But anyways, um, just Harrison Barnes has become that dude who who's a really plug-and-play type dude, and he has an advantage over uh, Jeremy Grant that, you know, a lot of people aren't mentioning. These dudes are both, like, wing players, but one wants a primary offensive role. The other... Is a more plug and play dude. Mm-hmm. One 
wants a $100 million contract plus. One dude isn't really going to get, and he's not, number one, he's not making that much money like Jeremy Grant right now. I think he's close, but he's not going to ask for a $100 million freaking dollar contract right. after this one, you know, an extension. So, there, I mean, you can talk yourself into, like, a lot of teams going to be after this dude. And, uh, I mean, a lot of teams are going to be after Harrison Barnes. But, shoot, would I rather have Harrison Barnes, question mark? So, I don't know. I mean, he, he's had uh, a career renaissance um, that is rare for somebody who's as late into their career as Harrison Barnes is, right? Who hits 30 and then it's like, oh, this is how you do that shit. But definitely ups to him. And I hope he gets an opportunity to kind of go. Another team that should be after Harrison Barnes is, is the Bulls. The Bulls would be tough with Harrison and, Barnes. And uh, another another team should be the, the Cavs. And the, and we'll see right now that the Bulls and the Cavs, you know, even the Jazz right now since Joe Ingles got hurt, are kind of after the same dudes. But especially the Bulls and the Cavs. If they got Harrison Barnes, like, they'd – Make especially the Cavs, like because of all the injuries they've experienced. If they got Harrison Barnes, like that would make up for a lot of the ground they gave up. Hmm. Who's another team that we wanted to talk about? We talked about the Trailblazers. You want well, I guess we kind of talked about the Trailblazers. Yeah, the, the Trailblazers, the Pacers, and the Kings. I mean, all, all I said last episode was that you know the, these teams got to reset and realize, look, look, look at themselves in the mirror and just ask themselves, what are we truly doing? Are we trying to get into the play-in tournament and do nothing? With our fucking organization, or are we trying to actually reset and, you know, like just make good of a unideal situation? Like obviously Portland did not expect to be out of the not of the playoffs, but out of the play in, um, and so like the Pacers did not expect early on in the season to be last in the freaking in the standings. The Kings did not expect. I think they might be in the plan, but they 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 expected to be even higher. At this point, you know, into the deer and fox tenure. So, these teams have to look themselves in the mirror. You're not going to be buyers just to get into the freaking play-in tournament. You're fooling yourselves. That again, I'm going to repeat myself for like the hundredth time. Reset, trade your 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 best. Uh, I know it's hard, but trade your best assets and just press the reset button. That's it. That's it. Don't waste time. You asked me a question that I want to bring up. Um, it was in regards to the Kings whether. You would trade Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox first. I'd trade De'Aaron Fox, trade and I think we Fox. we both agreed we on agreed. that. Number one, not, we're not saying like which one's better, um, but number one, De'Aaron. I mean, uh, Tyrese Halliburton probably fits better with more pieces, and he's not, and I feel like we both agree that De'Aaron Fox is neither. He's obviously not a role player, but he's not the foundational centerpiece like like a freaking John Morant, right? right? So he's not a dude like, I'm definitely not trading this dude, right? This is my centerpiece of my franchise going forward that's going to win me championships. So if he's not that dude, but around the league, he might be viewed better as Tyrese Halliburton so I can get more. And he might be, you know, more expensive in the long run. Um, Halliburton might, might be cheaper. I'm going to sell De'Aaron Fox. I don't think Halliburton's going to be cheaper. I'm not going to lie. Halliburton can play. And I think he's he's fully aware of how good he is and how good he can be. You hear his freaking quote? No, nah, what'd he say? I'm not gonna let what this Kings organization has been or or what it is affect my level of like play, confidence, and like energy. Like the way it's going now, I know it's not ideal, yada yada yada. But this Kings organization, 
you know, he pretty much said, like, I'm indifferent about it. Translation, y'all ain't shit, but they ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, and hoop. it is. And, and, I'm a hoop. And if, I'm not saying he's going to ask you out, but, you know, these are the type of franchises, like, why would you want to be the, part of that franchise? Just bounce. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I certainly would not. Um, Another interesting thing that I was thinking about, if we're talking about the Wizards trading any piece, right? What could be some Spencer Dinwiddie's that we could see? Because I was thinking about the Pelicans. If you want a guard, that's a pretty good one. We got to remember that this isn't the Spencer Dinwiddie, and it's true, but this isn't the Spencer Dinwiddie of, uh, and I love Spencer Dinwiddie, not so much this season, but this isn't the Dinwiddie, this, this isn't the $10 million, $11 million Dinwiddie mm-hmm. no more. This is $19 million. The next, or I think 18. Next year turns into 19. Next year turns into, I think the year after that turns into 19.5 or something. And then the final year is like only 10 million guaranteed. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of tough w- with him. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Interesting. 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 All right. So that was the trade portion. What? Did we want to talk about anything else? I mean, w- since w- just a repeat of some stuff, like Cam Reddish got traded to the Knicks. Yeah. Um, they're probably, the Knicks are looking to sell off Kemba Walker. Obviously, their season isn't going as they want it to go. They're looking to sell off Kemba, Kemba Walker. Um, what's the bald dude's name? The Knicks? The guard. Uh, the European dude. Oh, Eric Fournier. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Fournier. Uh, Evan Fournier. Yeah. Um, they're looking to sell off him just because they realize that they're not going to, and this is how teams should, they they, they shouldn't look at, Oh, but last year we made the playoffs, you know, maybe we can make a push. No, sell off these dudes. Like if you realize you're going nowhere this season, sell them off, give more time to Emmanuel quickly and, uh, eventually Cam Reddish. So that, that trade was pretty interesting. The Hawks got back Kevin Knox question mark. Yeah. Kevin Knox. I really don't know. Um, Second, I want to o- Oladipo look, looking like he, he'll make a comeback soon. Um, I want to see that, man. I, I want it for that dude real bad. And I think it's good that he was in, in a situation like that. Um, where he didn't have to worry about, like, coming back. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, this this is a trade proposal that I threw out last last uh, episode that we didn't include in, in, the, in the episode was one dude, remember, I was like, what if, you know, the Cavs need... Obviously, they lost Colin Sexton, so they need another ball handler. Yeah. What else do they need? They have Isaac Okoro, not the solution long-term at wing, so they need a wing. So they need a guy who can like run an offense other than Darius Garland, but also a wing. They also need like a wing scorer and a dude who can like defend a little bit. Josh Giddy. B.I. Remember I threw that out? Oh. That shit. Was- but what, what, you, what the Cavs giving up for B.I.? I do remember Jared this. Allen. Yeah, and I remember I was like, hell no. You you can't give up Jared Allen. I'll give up Jared Allen for B.I. I you, mean, you even said yeah. Yeah. I got It's, it's close, the, though. The, the only why. two untouchables, and I never like saying that, but is Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. But if I, I'm giving up Jared Allen, uh, the other white fool, Laurie Markinen, and... Well, Laurie ain't, ain't worth the whole and, lot. And, and two firsts. Yeah, yeah, that should really gonna have to be centered around Jared Allen and the two first. I might even give you Jared Allen and Colin Sexton. I'll run you that. They probably plus two seconds. But like, are the Pelicans gonna be willing to trade Brandon Ingram? They might. Is the question. Why and, would and, they? and if you want a first, 
I'll throw you first. Because the thing is, if Zion's on the out, why would I trade the one thing I have to hang a hat on if I'm the Pelicans? He might already be on the out. Brandon Ingram? No, no. Zion? Zion. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, why Why would I trade Brandon Ingram? Because he already on the out. Just reset. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't playing 2K my GM, bro. Yeah. Fuck it. Get him out of there. Now, if anyone going to trade for Brandon Ingram, it's going to be Memphis. You heard it here first. That'd be so far. That would be insane. I read, actually, Jalen Brown, if he's not fucking with the Celtics come this summer, he might ask out. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I think that was a, a quote that he put out yesterday or today that was kind of taken out of context. But, no, I, I understand it. But another dude that, um, that I know that the – uh, is going to be out in the trade market, like I mentioned. Like I, I think you asked me last uh, question or last episode, what's a player that if you were any team that you would be looking to trade or who's a guy that you expect to be traded? And I said Dennis Schroeder just because the Boston Celtics are probably not going to bring him back. They're not going to have enough money unless the point guard market shrinks that much. Um, so a, a team that could be looking at him are maybe the Bulls, question mark, with, with Lonzo being hurt. Mm. Obviously, I probably wouldn't love him in the locker room, yeah, but um, there there are teams that kind of need a little bit of fortification um, in, in that point guard position. Another team would be the Cavs, just because they lost Rubio and they lost Sexton. But he's so, not the type of point guard that they want, though. And not saying that they that they should want him, but there's not many options out there. Like I'd probably much rather have a dude like Jalen Brunson. That would can't, be the perfect guy to put. You can't trade him though, and so. And the Mavs have said that they probably don't want to trade him. They might yeah. have to, or they might have to move off of other pieces, like adoring Finney-Smith, which is another dude that teams should be looking at, like other than Harrison Barnes and Grant. But, uh, like, other than Shooter, there's not many dudes out there. So There's always guys out there. I might entertain a Tyus Jones. Nah, hell no, nah, actually. Never mind. I'm good on it. Because we went in a chip this year. Oh, the the other thing that I want to throw out that I did in the last episode, DeJounte Murray Knicks uh trade package, that would that would be insane. That would be insane. And I've kind of rethought my sentiments since we brought it up last episode. I'm not sure the Spurs would trade DeJounte. Because he's just so good. It, it was almost unanimous as soon as the all-star ballots came out that it was either DeJounte Murray got snubbed hella or he needs to be the first guy on for anybody that's injured. Everybody, universally, in the league, out of the league, player, coach, everybody. DeJounte's him. And the dude ain't even got a functional jumper right now. He's so tough, man. He's so tough. He's yeah. so tough. Um, but, I mean, it, and if the freaking Knicks don't even have anything that the Spurs would desire. Like, you would have to throw a, just a bunch of picks. And, obviously, like, I wouldn't say Murray's worth, like, three first-round picks or anything like that. But, like, at the end of the day, you might have to. I'm, I'm trying to think, what what pieces do they have? The Knicks? Obviously, you have quickly, but... Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson. I'll throw you Mitchell Robinson. No. What, what other fucking pieces do they have? Emmanuel quickly. They have D. Rose. They have... Evan Fournier, they have Kemba Walker. They're they, down bad is what they are. They're down astronomical. What pieces, Taj Gibson, what pieces oh, do they have? Lord. Nerlens Noel, I think. Oh, that's what I said. I'll, I'll give you Obi Toppin, 
and not not that he's obviously like worth Dejounte Murray, but that's that's what I said. Yeah, Obi Toppin, two first rounders. No, and what I, I they got to have like one other like okay piece. Manual quickly. No, nah, no, nah. that's a good piece. Look it up, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not tapped in with the Knicks like that. They not they're not interesting to me. Um RJ Barrett. I'll give you Obi Toppin, RJ Barrett. And two first and two seconds. No. No. You have to sign me some first. At least one. I'll know. give you one first. No protection. And and no protection. No, I ain't going to lie. I can't do it. Because now I'm just like, my team sucks. My team's not good. You're not going anywhere anyway. You, y'all but suck But at least anyways. I have a building block. You know what I'm saying? You will have a building block with Who? the eighth Obi grader. Toppin? that With the eighth grader I just gave you. <laughs> with the pick? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that's what I was thinking about at home. Nah, and then, no, but what I'm saying is that the goal for the Knicks thereafter would be to get a dude like Donovan Mitchell or B.I. The only fucking problem is they you don't can. have no pieces, bro. If you can't even get a dude like DeJounte Murray, what makes you think that you can get a dude like Donovan Mitchell? Or, or They're going to have to sign him a free agency or give up hella picks. Yeah, you know, so um, that's the that's the idea, but they need a long-term solution at, at PG. The Knicks just suck, bro. Ain't that a sad day? Yeah. When the Knicks suck. That shit really don't make no difference to me. I ain't gonna lie. What was I gonna say? We should role play, bro. Awesome, no kinky shit. <laughs> we should role play GMs negotiating with one another. That's what I wanted to do this episode. All right. Let's do a few. So you be the Lakers GM. <clears throat> I'll be the Grizzlies GM. Okay. <laughs> Y'all suck. Bye. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> no, dead ass. Uh, who would you want to be though? I ain't gonna lie. Um, what's an interesting team that needs to make a move at the deadline to to shoot up? I'd probably. I'll I'll be Miami. You gonna be Miami? Is there a particular play that you want? I'll go after Harrison Barnes. Okay, so that makes me the GM of the Kings. Yep. Hello. And to what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Harrison Barnes. What? Harrison Barnes. Okay, let's jump right into it. Well, as you know, I've been hearing uh, multiple offers on Harrison as of late. Um, And I have to say that he's one of our... our, our As I have with uh, Duncan Robinson. Okay. And he's one of our beloved players here in Sacramento. You know, uh, he's really fitting with the culture here. The there fans is no love culture. Him. There is. Let's let's not beat a dead horse. Just get to it. I think the term is beat a dead cow. Um, horse. But actually, <laughs> what is your offer? I, I guess I'll start there. I'll slide you. Now, how much does? You haven't thought about this. 
I feel like you should have thought about this. I thought about play. I've thought I've thought about players. I just don't so you know have so you picked up the phone to call me, the yeah. GM of the Sacramento Kings, without having thought of the trade offer that you want to pursue. This is disrespect in the highest of order, and I am appalled, sir. I'll give you PJ Tucker and a first. First in what year? My next year that I haven't. It can be. As a no from me, sir. I have no use for PJ Tucker. No, I know. It's just salary matching. You're not going to get a first for Harrison. She's going to give me a first. You're not going to get a first. For a Harrison late Barnes. first for Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I scoff at your offer. And what do you want? Hmm? What do you want? No other team is going to give you a first. The teams that that you would I want can a first definitely from get a first don't for want Harrison Barnes. don't want Harrison Barnes. I can definitely get a first. What for from from I've been from Phoenix a, I've from been, Phoenix. I've been offered from a Phoenix first for Harrison or from Barnes. Utah, sir. I don't like your tone from Utah. I don't like the tone exactly. you're taking with exactly. me. Exactly, right the teams that would want Harrison Barnes are good teams in the NBA. I don't like the tone that you're taking with me. Right I'm now, right because you know I'm right. I'm not gonna lie because you know I'm correct. So, if you want Harrison Barnes from me. I'm going to need a first round pick two five years from now. I'm going to need Duncan. No. The deal's over. Deal's <laughs> over. Deal's over. I'm gonna need Duncan in a second. Deal's over. Oh. I'll I'll slide you PJ Tucker. No. A first round pick five years from now or whatever. And if you want Duncan. I'll give you Duncan and another maybe pretty good piece and a first-round pick five years from now for Buddy Heald. What's the other pretty good piece? You don't as high as That's how I know you're not the GM, bro. They would never trade his ass. I know. That's just crazy. But no. Uh, I don't know if I got a lot more to say, bro. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, no. Is that an episode? I think that's an episode. I think, think that's an episode, man. That'll do it for this episode of Hoop and Holler. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, man, we just here chopping it up. Loving on basketball, man. Uh, next week, we might have Cam in here. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, but we should get back to the Fridays, which is all good. But as always, go check out the socials. I ain't even going to say the Hoop and Holler socials because y'all don't be messing with them. I ain't going to lie. So I'm going to just say my personal social, you know, at Reagan D. Griffin on Twitter. If you want to hear basketball takes, football takes, social commentary, all that good stuff. You can go at Julio Martinez with two O's and two Z's on Twitter. Right. We'll do a. No, that's on Instagram. Oh, that's on Instagram. We'll do a. I want to do a draft. Oh, yeah. We, we should might do have draft. to do the trades next. If there are any. What draft would we do? We, we, we came up with a bunch. Yeah, yeah, we definitely gonna have to get a draft in for sure. Um, but yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in, as always, and we will see y'all next time. Bro, I'm hungry. This has been the Hoop and Holler podcast.